Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. We are excited you've taken time out of your day to listen to our podcast. For more information about us, you may visit our website at biblicalquestion.com. We will tell you the web address again at the show's end. We encourage you to open your Bible and follow along as we study the Bible. Now here is your host, Joseph. Thank you for the introduction. I appreciate that. Uh, Today we're going to talk about uh, Christ and Halloween. This time of year we seem to be doing that type of thing. This is getting ready to air just a day or so before Halloween here. Several years ago, I recall Halloween night, uh, a young child uh, dressed in a devil's costume knocked on the door, and he was wanting some candy. When I saw him, I thought to myself, how sad it really is that our societies encouraged our children to dress up like evil personalities, demons, devils, uh, witches, and so on. I asked myself, do parents really don't realize that the devil is really real? He's not really some sort of a Halloween character. And I really wonder sometimes about people in the church. Do they really understand what they are doing? I read years ago, uh, a psychologist said whatever people wear for Halloween costumes, that's probably their true personality. That's kind of scary if that's really true. I know my wife and I, we really enjoy seeing the young kids wearing their police and firemen costumes and asking for a piece of candy, and we really don't have an issue with that per se. I, I recall uh, one young man that knocked on the bo- door as well. He he had on his father's hard hat, that little head and that big hat, but he sure was pretty proud of that, and he had a a tool belt on with all these different plastic tools hanging around it. And my wife says, uh, what are you supposed to be? And he smiled and grinned and says, I'm like my papa. You know, what a wonderful concept for Christians to be dressed like, just like their father. Unfortunately, Many do not believe that the devil is really real. And again, I I think Christians uh, fall into this trap as well. Not all of them, but uh, a lot. They believe that he's some part of our imagination, that he's just really not real. I, You know, you can read all kinds of uh, surveys and things on the Internet. And over the years, I've read different ones. That we used to actually get literature in the mail in the office, but we had uh, surveys done, and it was just amazing how many people really, truly did not believe that hell existed and, and the evil that is around us was from was from the devil. You know, Halloween season, I guess, for lack of better terms, uh, millions of Christians will encourage their children to uh, pay respects to the devil and his, really, his gang of evil demons. Thousands of churches will fill up their sanctuaries or whatever they call it. Or, and, they're, and what they're going to do is pay homage to the devil. I mean, seriously, it is a direct violation of very clear biblical teaching. The Word of God makes it clear We are not to have fellowship if we are children of light 
we are not to have fellowship with darkness. I, many fellowship rooms and kitchen halls and uh, kids' Bible Sunday Bible classes, they're all going to be decked out with all this uh, paraphernalia, uh, different decorations, whatever, all from uh, the, the evil one's kingdom. I think it's just really kind of sad. Halloween, if you study out the history of it, really is a celebration of, of darkness. And personally, I don't like darkness. Uh, darkness hides things. And, you know, John Wayne one time said in a movie, uh, he was just a tired old man afraid of things that went bang in the middle of the night. And, you know, Darkness in the Bible symbolizes evil. I know my my dad when I was growing up, he always made sure that we had nightlights in you know in the restroom area in our bedroom, not the light that you could read by, but just enough to kind of pierce through the darkness. So if you really had to get up and use the restroom, you could get up and do that without running into a wall or tripping over something. And that's what the, the Bible, the Word of God, is. It's supposed to be a, a light unto our feet to guide us from tripping over Satan's little snares that he lays out for us. And that's what we need to do. We need to be lighting up our world with the Word of God. If you have a Bible, we asked you earlier to open up and follow along. Hopefully you've grabbed it by now. And I'm going to start in Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, starting in verse 8, and this will be from the New American Standard. For you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of light consists of all goodness and righteousness and truth. Trying to learn what is pleasing to God. Verse 11. Do not participate in unfruitful deeds of darkness, but expose them. We don't even really do that in our society anymore. We don't expose the darkness, these unfruitful deeds, the sins that people just openly practice in our society and around the world, for that matter. Halloween involves death and darkness, not deception, fear, pagan rituals. I know for years in, in law enforcement, you it just is this scary what people really do on Halloween night. I know many Christians find Halloween as an uncomfortable topic. It's a little like walking into a graveyard and seeing all the tombstones and as though there's some big party going on and screams and laughing and I wonder maybe who'd organized it. Something out of some kind of a Hitchcock book or movie. And perhaps I'm dating myself, but let me pose this question to you. What in the world do witches and demons and vampires and blood and guts and whatever else have in common with the people of God? Who the Apostle Paul refers to as Children of light, as we just read in the book of Ephesians. We'll be back here in just a moment. 
Get off the curriculum merry-go-round. When it is time to choose devotional books or study material, we have you covered. Small group and Sunday school study. New member ministries. Marriage and pre-marriage programs. Care ministries. Divorce, grief, recovery. Evangelism and outreach programs. Bibles for everyone. A treasure house of resources for these needs. Just click on the banner Church Source on our website. Okay, so is Halloween simply a child celebration, a, a, a night of good, innocent fun? Or really should we uh, take it more serious about, uh, is it glorifying the devil? Is it glorifying his fallen angels, his demons, and the, the angels who resisted and fought against God? And you might say, well, preacher, you sound like a real extremist. The kids are just trying to have fun. Well, I'm not against having fun. That's not my point. If you would read an encyclopedia, uh, you would find it says something along the line that Halloween, its beginnings, proceeded from Christ's birth. Okay, they, they were before Christ's birth. When pagan groups of devil-type worshipers, now what is known as France and, and part of Britain, they observe at the end of summer by making human sacrifices to gods. It was the beginning of, of the Celtic year. They believed that the Lord of Death sent evil spirits abroad to attack humans who could escape only by assuming themselves and disguising themselves to look like spirits themselves, evil spirits. And, and then as the uh, sun would approach in the dark winter, it also made evil spirits rejoice, and they would play nasty tricks on people. And so most of our Halloween practices can be traced back to this old pagan style of, of rituals and superstitions. Most of what we have today is because we're, we, where we were yesterday. Present day devil worshippers, Satan worshippers, whatever you want to call them, witches, warlocks, they still consider Halloween to be their high and holy day, much as like a, a Christian would see Easter. Sunday. They say it's the ideal time of the year to cast spells and see into the future and communicate with dead relatives and other spirits. Hundreds of years ago, the, the church tried to offset this uh, seasonal stressing of this worship by introducing what is called All Saints Day. And All Saints Day is on November 1st. And so it was called All Hallows Day back in the beginning. And for those who don't know, that's that's the day of it. And they were trying to really, I guess for, for terms here, Christianize a pagan calendar. And it certainly didn't work then, and it's really not working today. I mean, that's kind of why we have Christmas when we have it as well, but... Perhaps we can talk more about that at Christmas time. But you might say All Saints Day has really almost just been kind of removed in favor of Halloween. Again, this idea of All Saints Day was a church way in history to combat 
this practice of, of Satan worshiping, uh, devil worshiping, whatever you want to call it, to get people who claim to be Christian to stop doing it, kind of get rid of the old and bring in the new type thing, perhaps. But in my opinion, for a Christian to celebrate Halloween makes about as much sense to me as a British soldier in 1776 celebrating the 4th of July. The point here is not to say participating in Halloween makes you a witch, a devil worshiper, or a cult worshiper. But I do believe it is dishonoring the risen Savior. And and whose sole purpose was to come and destroy the works of the devil. You can see that in 1 John chapter 3. In our house, we, we never watch, uh, we don't allow movies to be played that portray witchcraft, uh, devil worshiping, ghost stories. Uh, there, there's so many of them out there. And honestly, we hardly ever watch television anymore. But we hear about it in the break rooms at work and things, how people are seeing this as entertainment. And we don't see that as entertainment in our home that we want to have. We, we, the Bible clearly tells us. Here is Psalm 127, verse 3. Psalm 127, verse 3. The psalmist writes, Behold, children are a gift of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. You know, our society doesn't look at children anymore, I don't think, as a reward or a gift from God. It's, it wasn't that many years ago that we did as a society. And should our children, if we are Christians and we really believe what God's Word is telling us about our children whether they're in the womb or out of the womb, do we really truly believe uh, that they are an inheritance of God? And if they are, should we be dressing them up like witches and goblins and so forth? It, it was strictly forbidden to practice such things in the Old Testament as well. I mean, God warns the people as they're about to enter the promised land, not to partake in such evil practices and pagan religions in the land in which God was about to hand them. Because God knows that this is going to lead them astray from worshiping and obeying the one who had led them out of the bondage and slavery in Egypt. Which, honestly, listeners, this is the picture for us today as well. We were, we were held captive. We were slaves to sin. Uh, you know, this idea that Pharaoh wasn't going to let God's people go. Uh, the devil says the same thing. I'm not going to let those people go. And so Jesus, he would come to this earth to sacrifice himself through his death, burial, and resurrection, to defeat the devil, to buy us back, to, to bring us out of our Egypt, out of the bondage that we were once in. We'll be back here in just a moment. Do you enjoy our weekly podcast? Though many of our listeners around the world in poverty-stricken nations aren't financially able to support our podcast, 
If you are able, we'd be grateful for your help. We offer several ways to help support the podcast on our website. Would you be in prayerful consideration in your cheerful donation or purchasing through one of our affiliates? Thank you for listening, and may He have the glory. Okay, so here are a few ideas as we, as we close this podcast as Christians and, and how we should look at this time of year. This is becoming a busy time for us. We, we're getting ready to go into the holiday season, as it's called, uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. Uh, a lot of family things are going to be going on uh, right after uh, October 31st. So here's, here's a couple ideas. First of all, celebrate the season that we're in. Uh, the end of October really is a perfect time to celebrate the beauty of autumn uh, it's probably one of my most favorite times of the year to see all the colors and the trees and uh, the the uh, migration of the animals and things. I just think it's really neat. I think it shows we have a creator. And how do those animals, how do the geese know when to fly south for the winter type thing? It's a wonderful time to think about harvest too. I mean, it's really probably at the end of harvest season for most everything. Uh, it's already been picked. You know, when I was a kid, we, my mother would can a lot of things that came out of the garden. We picked all the fruit off the trees, and we went to different orchards or whatever we needed to do. But it was always around this time of year uh, that was going on. And so be thankful for the bounty of the food that we have, uh, especially in this country. We waste so much of it. Uh, but still, celebrate the saints. I, I know there's going to be some who say, oh, you're promoting Catholicism. No, not really. Uh, but this is a time, any time is a good time to remember the saints. And really, that word saints is misused or misunderstood. And it's simply just Christians. It's really what it means in the New Testament. And so reflect on those who, those Christians who have greatly influenced your, your life. Perhaps Bible characters or missionaries or preachers, uh, some pillars in the congregation where you serve have always been there, always trying to teach and encourage uh, people to be more faithful to God. I thank God for them. I honor their memories uh, if, they're, if they're long gone. You know, I recall years ago, in a congregation I, I was working with, they, they wanted to have a, a Halloween party. And, and I was really honestly relieved when the leadership uh, said, well, let's, let's have a fall party. And we're not going to have it on the 31st. Why don't we have it on this date? And it was a Sunday, and they all, everybody said, oh, that'd be great, because most people were off work and whatnot. And they had games for the kids. They had snacks and yeah, finger foods and things. And if you were going to dress up, you dressed up like your favorite Bible character. Uh, the building wasn't decorated uh, with all kinds of satanic-looking things. Yes, there was pumpkins and straw bale hay and and things like that. And, and that's fine. Uh, they had games for the kids again. I mean, the kids just love to play games. Well, And they made them wholesome games. And uh, some Bible trivia things were, were being done. But the kids had fun with the games, and, and then they had to try to guess 
who uh, the adults were dressed up, what kind of a Bible character uh, was that. And then the parents or the adult would talk about their favorite Bible character and why they chose that person and why they dressed like that. I, I think it was really neat uh, to see how people really thought uh, that out. And so, uh, celebrate Jesus. I mean, again, Jesus defeated the evil one. He defeated the darkness in which really Halloween represents. There's so much around us uh, by those who do just truly dislike the Christian system of values and morals. They are just so dedicated. They live and they breathe for its destruction. They continue to attack uh, the scripture, the, uh, the Bible. They continue to attack Christianity, the church. Uh, and these groups include the, the gay and lesbian movement, the media. Uh, I really, we, you can watch the news, that's fine. We had just really chosen to stop watching the news. It, it has nothing new on the news. It's, it's all attacks and, and, and agendas. There, but here we are. We have a group of people who desire to have all kinds of drugs legalized. We're getting ready to vote in that on, in our state to legalize uh, marijuana. Uh, I, I know alcohol is legalized, but that doesn't make it right. But we have all this desire for our children to become addicted. Uh, we slaughter our unborn babies, and we have no respect for life, for the vulnerable, period. And that includes the elderly. And I wonder if these people really understand that. Once you lose respect for life in its early conception, in its early stages, there's lack of respect at the end of life. And I'm reading more and more and hearing more and more uh, people coming out and saying this very thing. We as Christians, the church needs to wake up. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. We, there is a battle before us. We are called to be soldiers for Christ, and we need to start speaking up. We need uh, to vote through the eyes of God, through His Word. It is really dangerous for us to think or believe uh, the devil is only a picture on a bottle of hot sauce. Dismissing him as a myth. I mean, beware of his deceptions. The Bible, here's one. The Bible was written by men alone. Uh, here's another one. Preachers are trying to scare people into believing in their own religion. And I'm going to be honest with you, listeners. If you would go to Asia, I, I, I say that because I've been there, maybe perhaps in other parts of the world, you're going to find the vast majority of Christians, they want to hear they are sinners. They want to hear how Jesus saved them. They want to know exactly what the Bible says because they are taking that serious. And for some reason, we fail to do that, it seems, in America. And that's not true with every group. I get that. But again, if, when I sit at work in the break rooms and listen to people talk, 
they claim to be Christian, but I'm listening to their lifestyle. I, I just got to scratch my head. Not that all of us are perfect, because none of us, only one was. Okay? But we need to understand where we stand. There was a time in America, we had lots of hell, fire, brimstone sermons, and people wanted to hear that. I know when I preached those type of sermons in the past, I already knew before I ever stepped up to the podium, when it was all said and done, I was going to have a handful of people come at me. Mainly, I think, because they were offended because I stepped on their toes. Well, I didn't personally do that. The Word of God did. They want to hear sermons that make them feel good, that doesn't conflict with anything that the media is telling them or what they're learning in school. You know, we need to stop glorifying the devil. I mean, really. He is not an equal power with God at all. In fact, he's a created being. He is not God at all. And Jesus demonstrates this over and over again throughout his ministry that he has power over the devil, over the evil one. I mean, think about this. Here is Jesus. He's born in Bethlehem. And what happens? There's a slaughter of children. Now, Joseph takes his wife, Mary, and Jesus, and they escape because they are warned in a dream, and they flee into Egypt as they were instructed. I mean, consider when he's in Nazareth, how they attempt to throw him off of a cliff. And... And all the temptations that he experiences in the wilderness, uh, the Pharisees attempt to have him murdered, his family rejects him, uh, his nation, Israel, rejects him, and most of his followers will leave him at some point. And then here comes Calvary. And all those experiences that Jesus went through, he still becomes the victor. He won the war. Not just a battle of it. He won the war. And he does this with the resurrection. That is really the final blow to the devil. Jesus said in John 12, 31, Now is the time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. In John 14, verse 30, he said, the prince of this world has no hold on me. Now, you might be asking yourself, does this guy really believe in ghosts or not? Well, yes, I do. Uh, they're demons. That's what they are if they're around. And as Christians, we have nothing to do with them. They have no power over us as long as we have the name of Jesus as long as we're following and walking in the light, the darkness will not prevail. It. That's in John chapter 1. Again, what does fellowship have to do with darkness? I, I'm really only interested in the Holy Ghost. I, I really don't care about all the other so-called ghosts. We are children of light. Again, what fellowship do we have with the darkness? 
I want to thank you for listening again this week. Um, may God bless you. And may He have the glory. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Be sure to hit the like button and follow us on your podcasting app. Please check out our website at biblicalquestion.com. All one word, all lowercase. In addition, we have a prayer request page, a way of contacting us, a statement of faith, and other resources for our listeners. Do you have a Bible question you would like answered on a future podcast or prayer request? We would be honored to hear from you and add your prayer request to our list so others may pray for you. Subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on our social media accounts. Again, that is biblicalquestion.com. Thank you and may he have the glory.